Hello, everyone. This is Reb Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. If you're a podcast regular and you've been listening to our Lesson from Lasso series, then you can go ahead and skip ahead a minute and a half to start the pod for the day. Well, it's been almost 25 years for me as a volunteer chaplain and press officer in and around professional football, soccer, as we like to call it here in the U.S., And with that in mind, I've been offering this occasional series entitled Lessons from Lasso, essentially giving a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see in the hit TV show meshed up with my own experiences in the game. All the while trying to be careful not to over-spiritualize what's on the screen, but commenting on some of the elements I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter what your role or relationship with soccer. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staff member, or executive, or even a fan of soccer or of the Ted Lasso show, I hope you'll find this series fun, creative, and having a little bit of everything for everyone that's in and around the game. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in. And they have, he has the hat-trick, the second in his career, the third of the night, the hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're at the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Our next lesson from Lasso, Lesson 23 if you're keeping track, comes as Coach Lasso continues spending the day with reporter Trent Krim. Krim is uncomfortably close, wandering around in the manager's office, and he's being nothing but a little bit snoopy. It's a special sanctuary, the manager's office, much like the locker room itself, but here's Krim looking for incriminating evidence, pun intended. Lasso's changed from the coaching tracksuit and he's ready for a community appearance, but Krim asks a bit of a leading question. After your resounding loss to Crystal Palace, one of your players said there was a party in the locker room. Do you think it sends the right message having a party after a loss? Well, Trent, I've never concerned myself with wins and losses, replies Lasso. Now that's a quote I'll probably use, retorts Krim. And Trent has a soundbite that he needs for his story. And we have a lesson that we can learn from Coach Lasso. There are few places in the beautiful game where wins and losses don't mean something. Few in the game, at any level, would articulate Lasso's sentiment of not being at least somewhat concerned for wins and losses. At the elite levels of the game, wins and losses translate into jobs, contracts, promotion, relegation, incomes, and deficits, and more. Wins and losses in the university and college side of the game means budgets, uh, attracting recruits to a program and scholarships. Wins and losses in club and high school are factors for academy trials and potential growth and development opportunities. Now, while wins and losses may not be a concern for our coach Lasso, they are a concern for 99% of the athletes, coaches, executives, owners, athletic directors, and fans around the game. So what gives? A little bit later on, Lasso reveals the motivation behind his wins and losses comment. His desire is to help young men be, quote, the best version of themselves on and off the field, end quote. You see, Lasso's about investing in the hearts and character of the people he can as a coach. But can you really coach or manage a team at an elite level, or at any level for that matter, and not be at least a little concerned about the wins and losses? Lasso here feels a bit too altruistic. 
I'm reminded of Jesus' teaching on worry in his famous Sermon on the Mount, found in Matthew 6. Jesus tells his listeners several times, don't worry. Don't worry about what clothes you're going to wear. Don't worry about what food you're going to eat. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Essentially, God knows everything that one needs, and he will provide for those needs. Well, I feel like this kind of translates into not worrying about wins and losses. You see, the truth is that if God knows what we need, and if he cares about what we need, then for those in football, he will provide for those needs. If we make a living playing or coaching or working in football, then God will supply what's needed for us to make a wage and provide for our families. And wins and losses, if those factor into the equation, then I believe God uses those things to accomplish his greater purposes. And just a side note, I do think that for those making millions of dollars in the game and living in high luxury, there's a divine charge to steward that wealth. But that's got to be for another time. Maybe it's too idealistic to say to my friends in football, you don't need to be concerned with wins and losses. It just seems to be a comment that's too difficult to take. But I can tell you with utmost confidence, and I've done this for many years as chaplain, that God can and will take care of your every need if you will but trust him. And his providence is well beyond the wins and losses that come as part of the game. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the touchline.